We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. What is up, Nets fans? Jack Manuel here for another Brooklyn Buzz. And unfortunately, recapping a loss. The Nets go down to the Indiana Pacers, 128-117. Thanks in large part to a very key statistical indicator. And I'll let you put two and two together here. The Brooklyn Nets took 10 free throws tonight. Hit eight of them. The Indiana Pacers took 38 Free throws. And hit 30 of them. 38 free throws. Now, I understand that the Nets defense was pretty porous tonight. The inconsistencies with their switching leaves a lot to be desired. But there were some you know, highlight plays. You know, namely Nick Claxton um, on some of those occasions. As well as Ben Simmons. I'll get to maybe a few of those later on. But the rest were in their bags tonight. That was certainly something to sort of note. I don't understand how a team can have a 28 free throw advantage. The Nets lose by 11. I don't think it was the... It was one of the bigger reasons why the Nets lost. But that fourth quarter is where it was won and lost. You know, the Indiana Pacers score 40 points. The Nets score 23. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are both sitting on the bench to start the fourth quarter. And you have a four-man lineup combination of Ben Simmons, Markeith Morris, Nick Claxton, and Joe Harris. Now, Ben and Clax actually have been good surrounded by the Stars and surrounded by the starters during this game as well as a little bit more. But Markeith Morris is not a three-point shooter. He's a theoretical three-point shooter. Joe Harris, at this point in time, is a three theoretical three-point shooter. So you, you're just asking for, 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 for bad times when you have that combination of players out there. And I think Jacques Vaughn did a, a lot wrong tonight. There was, you know, he had some good timeouts, and I actually noted that on, on my timeline. But some of his lineup combinations were, were head-scratching. That was the one that really was just like, really, we're not going to stagger KD and Kyrie a little bit here. Put Ben and, and Kyrie together. Paddy Mills has been absolute, you know, barbecue chicken. He has like a, a couple of minutes and a couple of moments here or there. But I think... The rotations and lineups tonight really stuck out. When, as well, when Ben Simmons had that foul call on TJ McConnell for his fifth, and Jacques Vaughn chose not to challenge it, 
I thought that was a big mistake as well. Given the fact that Ben Simmons was our best player tonight, despite the fact that Kevin Durant just was on one in the fourth quarter, that took away more momentum from the Nets. And it just left them, you know, just digging upwards, trying to, or trying to dig upwards, which, you know, unless you watch The Simpsons, is is literally impossible. So I think Jacques Vaughn has to bear some of the the blame for this loss tonight, I think. Uh, the the refereeing uh, does as well because Kevin Durant in that fourth quarter who I think he scored 20 uh, of his how many ended up finishing with on the night let me take a, a quick check 20 of his 36 in that final period and one of them he legitimately gets his eye poked out like it's it it's like he's grabs uh, I think it was Benedict Matherin or Buddy Heald, like, tries to, like, yank his eyeball out of his freaking face, yet he gets called for a tech. Every single tech that Kevin Durant has got called on this season, I blame the opposing players and the referees. Do your freaking jobs, refs. Kevin Durant is getting physically abused and mauled. He's getting eyes poked out. He's getting slapped on the hand, slapped on the wrist, slapped on the arm. And he's not getting calls. That's why he's angry. That's why he's angry. He has legitimate anger. It's not misplaced anger. It's legitimate. And it's like, they need to save him from himself. Kevin Durant isn't a guy that's James Harden. He isn't a Luka Doncic. He isn't a guy that complains to the refs all the freaking time. He isn't a free throw merchant. You know, he's done a, a better job of getting to the free throw line this season. Maybe not as much tonight and, and the past couple of games, but I think in large portions, especially when Kyrie Irving was out, he was doing a really good job there. But tonight, it was just like, wh- what are these refs on? Like, like seriously, it was just... I will also say that Kevin Durant, despite, you know, his... his you know, scoring woes to start the game. He was having a real big impact still. You know, he was doing a lot of playmaking, finished the game. I'll go through his whole, whole stat line. 36 points, 9 rebounds, 8 assists. Not, the 9 boards really stuck out. Also had 2 blocks, 15 of 31 from the field. Only 3 of 12 from the 3-point line. Again, that's something that just continues to not worry me, but more perplex me because Kevin Rand is you know, statistically one of the better three-point shooters that we've in the league, but Kyrie Irving was equally pretty you know, average from there tonight as well. I'll get to him in a little bit, but you know, Kevin Rand had 30, you know, KD, Kyrie, and Ben combined for 76 points and the Nets lose, but that's because your bench outside of Seth Curry gets six points. I'll, I'll go, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'm going to go around a lot, guys, doing solo pods, you know, the thoughts, uh, they take you to different places, but I'll stick with KD. KD in the first half, I think defensively was making a real impact, as well as his playmaking out of the post. The ball movement was was incredible overall. You know, 27 assists on 47 made field goals. In the first half, it felt like there was, you know, 15 or more of those, you know, 27 assists were, were certainly happening. Just really, really nice, crispy ball movement. Good shots to great shots. Going from the, finding the weak side action. And it was just, and it was everyone. And it was ball movement. It was play movement. It was cuts. You know, that first half, uh, it was something to behold. In that first quarter, especially 35 to 23. The Nets look great. You know, in my notes, I took down just a, a heap of a different game notes. So I'll get into sort of quarter by quarter thing. You know, 
Ben Simmons was aggressive early. He had a nice, really spin, a nice little spin move. And then there was this incredible ball movement at, at 12-10, where the ball just gets moved around and, and Kyrie Irving passes it to inside uh, to Kevin Durant. There was a nice little two-man game with Kevin Durant and Ben Simmons. You know, he, he keeps in that nice little uh, right-handed floater. And then KD finding Royce. You know, I, I like it when he's in the post and he kicks it out to a three-point shooter on the weak side of the court. You know, he's just a really good passer uh, in those sort of actions. And then there was also sort of like inverted roles where KD was sort of the ball handler and Kyrie Irving gets really good positioning inside the post, uh, just inside the free throw line. And he just hits it over uh, TJ McConnell on, on a nice inside feed. But Kevin Ray couldn't really get a lot of, of inside passes, you know, a, a lot of post passes in that fourth when Ben Simmons was out. And, and, and a lot of that was because the passing capabilities of Kyrie Irving, Royce O'Neal, Nick Claxton, they just couldn't get him. And he was just cooking. Um, what else was there? The Nets didn't start, you know, well from three. You know, three of ten from the three-point line, and they did finish fifteen or forty-one. So they did improve it from there, largely due to you know a, a bit of a flurry from Seth Curry uh, in certain moments, including you know one to end the quarter where he uh, had a really nice little deep one and, and gave the Nets even more momentum. And we didn't see any Joe Harris in that first quarter. Patty did, uh, and but him and Patty did start the second quarter and. You know, Patty had a nice little dime to, to Nick Claxton on, on this role on this role and Jacques Vaughn called it a good early timeout that I alluded to at ten fifty eight in the second quarter. But the the highlight of that quarter, guys, was that forty two thirty one, Ben Simmons just decides to go, you know what? I'm gonna body the hell out of you, O'Shea Brissett. And he just goes bang, knocks him back, gets the um, the and one call, and it, it was just strength and confidence and aggressiveness personified. He was superb. I'll get a little bit more into his game overall in a little bit, but I just want to get into just the, the little game the little game notes that I had uh, for you guys. At 57-51, Kyrie Irving, this, he had, I think, a behind-the-back dribble into a spin move into a step-back or something along those lines. That was probably one of the most gorgeous plays of the night, and only probably only Kyrie Irving can hit a shot like that. I think his balance and fluidity, you know, his brain to body connection is is something to behold but just a, the really great really incredible ball movement the defense did left a little bit to be desired i think because the nets play so much switching defense the the lack of hard switches or like they give away some soft switches or they're not as you know switched on <laughs> for lack of a better term or they give away you know, a, a little bit of ground on their switches, which allows you know the paces to get into the basket, and that's where they you know had an advantage, fifty-two to forty-six in terms of points in the paint. So I think that the the switching, while it can be great, and while Clax had some great moments recovering Ben Simmons, Kevin Durant, it's not working overall because Royce hasn't been amazing defensively. I don't think Joe Harris, despite starting the season well, has become a shell of himself you know he's he, he's the tortoise with the his head in in the shell he's not doing anything i'll get to him in a little bit guys but yeah the the fourth quarter it was a an initial 17 to 2 run for the indiana paces which extended to a 24 to 4 run that's the game right there that that, that was it and that was due to the lineup combinations. That was due to poor defense. That was due to the United Pacers getting to line up. That was due to three-point shooting being just ridiculously hot. But then Kevin Durant gets himself going. He gets a little bit hot. Gets a four-point play. 
Clax gets to the, the recovery on a Halliburton block. And then he does the same thing on Halliburton again, but then decides to speak a little bit of trash and give him a little bit of a shoulder shove. Now, while it was soft and probably shouldn't have been a flagrant in, in the first place, it was a little bit misguided, I guess is the way I would call it, uh, from Nick Claxton in, in the decision-making there. Because I think they were down by about seven or so, and they were on a little bit of a run, you know, getting going back and forth, but Katie was certainly cooking, and Clax was doing a, a lot well defensively. Ben Simmons wasn't out there. I think he should have been inserted earlier into that fourth quarter. Jacques Fawn, again, another misstep from him. But yeah, that fourth quarter with that 24-4 run, it, that's the game right there. And, and Kevin Rand tried to lift the team, tried to carry the team in that fourth quarter, but not even a her- Herculean performance in the fourth quarter could uh, lift the nets after that. But uh, after the break, guys, I'll dive into individually each Brooklyn Nets player, as well as some more game notes. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now, let me get to Ben Simmons, guys, because I I thought he was really, really good again. And maybe his best game of the season. And we're saying that game after game, which is really positive to say. 20 points for him, 8 of 8 from the field, 4 of 5 from the free throw line. Am I reading that right? Absolutely, because, you know, Sarah Kusak and I and Eagle were noting it, you know, in the Philadelphia game as well as tonight. His demeanor and manner when he's getting there, there's a level of comfort where it's just like, yeah, I'll take the free throws. Yeah, do Hacker Ben. I, I, I want to look up his numbers in terms of where what his numbers have been from the free throw line over the past couple of games because it's something that he deserves a lot of credit for and it's something that you know Nick and I when we we're doing our previews were like you know Ben Simmons can get to like sixty five percent or you know around that sort of range because he's a a career sixty let me take a look fifty six point one percent shooter was sixty one percent last season. As of this point, this season, before the game, he was 61%. No, that's from the field, sorry. I mean, he was he was 50% from the free throw line. Now, let me get the game logs out because I want to see what those numbers have looked like of late. I want to provide you know the most accurate numbers that I can give to you guys. So he was 0-0 against Toronto, 3-6 of against the Philadelphia 76ers, 0-1 against the Portland Trailblazers, and then 3-4 against... Uh, the Portland Trailblazers, sorry, 0 of 1 against Memphis, and then 3 of 4 against the Portland Trailblazers. So if we take in tonight, so he's uh, he took 11, and he hit 6 of them, and then you take in the 4 of 5 tonight, so that's 10 of 16, so that's pretty good from Ben. But I think it's more just 
how he looks, and he's wanting the contact, he's wanting to get to the line, he's aggressive as hell, and I tweeted this out the other day, and I said it on the pod as well, he's having a very strong imprint on the way the Nets play, the ball movement is predicated on what Ben Simmons does, the aggression and the ability to get to the line and create open looks from the three-point line is predicated on what Ben Simmons is doing, he's running hard in transition, he's rebounding the ball well, you know, he had six boards tonight, had three assists, uh, had a block, three turnovers, did foul out, you know, late into the game, but one of those, again, I thought Jacques Vaughn really should have made the call on because TJ McConnell essentially just fell down, like, and they just called the, the, the free throw because Ben, he, he was up. All he did was stand up and essentially just TJ McConnell decides to flop, for lack of a, a better term, and he got called for that foul. And I think that was another little momentum shift, you know, in a game of runs, which basketball is over 48 minutes, you know, in terms of tonight's game, I would have said the Nets played 30, 30 or so minutes of quality basketball and then 18 minutes where it was just like, what's going on here? And those 18 minutes allowed the paces in. It's all, It allowed that 24-4 run, extended runs, poor defense, poor three-point shooting, perimeter defense, and poor rim defense, poor switching, all of those little things. And the internet paces aren't a bad team. So this isn't a disastrous loss by like who we're versing, but it's disastrous because I think this is the win that the Nets probably should have had more than any other. They played so well for so like so many large stretches of the game, especially in that first quarter and in stretches throughout the second as well and and the third. But the fourth quarter was a disaster outside of Kevin Durant. I think he scored 18 or 20 of the 23 points that the Nets did score and there wasn't really any semblance of a flow, you know, throughout when and stretches. And I think that that was in in part due to the lineup combinations. I don't know why Patty Mills is getting minutes over Edmund Sumner. It just shouldn't be happening. I, I just it's it's a little bit head. And even Joe Harris, because if Joe is isn't going to be a three point shooter, then he's just not going to be there. But back to Ben Simmons, great game from him tonight. Great momentum for him to keep taking. The Nets are nine and eleven, but Ben is at least playing well. It's just like. Zach Lawson in his podcast the other day, despite the fact that the Nets lost uh, in that game against the Philadelphia 76ers, the, I, the idea of what the Nets can be was in that game in terms of your pace and space and ball movement and switching and all that sort of thing. But they need to get all things working on all on all cylinders. You know, the, the players did everything that they could tonight. I think that there was some low basketball IQ decisions and switches and shots making lack of shot making but overall it was it's frustrating it, it, i think that's the the what it boils down to guys it, it is really frustrating but i'll get to Kyrie irving Kyrie irving 80 17 from the field three of nine from three four assists loving and 20 points uh overall i'm loving what Kyrie, katie and bennett doing as a trio, you know, screening for each other, high-low actions, all these sort of X's and O's things that I'm not really adept at sort of seeing, but you just sort of see their movement and selflessness for each other, and it's like, who do I guard here? Like, uh, am I guarding Ben? Am I guarding Katie? Am I guarding Kyrie? The ball's moving as well. The players are moving. You know, it makes them unpredictable, and Kyrie Irving is, you know, ever since the second half of the game that the other night against the Raptors, you know, I'm eating my words here, and I'm happy to eat them, uh, he was he was he's great and he was really good tonight he had a couple of misguided defensive plays and misguided 
decisions on shots, but, you know, he was good overall. Royce O'Neal, 41 minutes tonight, guys. 3 of 7 from 3, 3 assists, 4 boards, 5 turnovers, though. And the Nets overall had 18 turnovers. And off those turnovers, let me take a look at how many points the the Pacers scored 21 points off those turnovers uh, to the Nets 7 off the Pacers 10. So there's another little, you know, gimme the, the Nets, you know, playing poor defense, poor offense in their decision-making. Yeah, that that's a, an indicator right there. And, and they're putting the ball in the hands of Royce O'Neal a lot. And it's hit and miss. And I think that is what how I'd probably describe Royce O'Neal's tenure as a Brooklyn Nets so far. Hit and miss. You can see some great, you know, steals and stocks numbers from him. You know, he had the one steal tonight, but he gave the ball up a, a little bit too much. His three ball was was solid, but yeah, I'm just I'm not all in on the Royce O'Neal uh, Brooklyn Nets tenure right now. I, I think that you know I, I I questioned the the decision in the first place to give up the first and. I would have been happy to eat my words if he had been dominating defensively, but he's not doing that. I think he's shown more on the offensive side of the floor, which is not what the Nets need him for. The Nets need him as a real defensive stalwart, and I don't think he is that. I think that's what Ben Simmons is starting to get back to, and some of his defense tonight was was great, especially on isolation, whether it was Halliburton, whether it was Matherin, you know, any of those guys, and even you know Miles Turner in the post, you know, he was just doing it on all guys. He was great defensively. His versatility tonight was really on show. As was Nick Claxton's, who had another double double. Uh, he had twelve points, eleven boards, nine of them defensive, two of them offensive. Had five blocks. Some of those blocks were just like nasty, and some of them were just like he came out of nowhere on the recovery. You know, he's a uh, uh, it's a it's a credit to his athleticism and athletic traits that he does have to be able to recover against guys. It's just like they've that have got by him, and he's just like, nah, you 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 haven't yet. But that play again that I will highlight, where he gave away the the flagrant, which again wasn't a flagrant, was probably a tech. Uh, there was also a bit of back and forth and enjoying with Isaiah Jackson, I believe it was. Um, and <laughs> it was it was a bit of fun, and I, I like Clax with attitude, but I, I think in in this game he sort of tells it a bit too far. You know, you know, you can't give away points, but overall, his game w- was really impactful defensively, and we saw again. I think Clax and Simmons can work because you know, you have Simmons handling the ball and playing at the top of the key, and Clax handling in the, in the dunker spot, and then guys are just moving. And, and they're just rotating into different positions, whether it's in the perimeter, whether it's into the dunker spot, whether that's whoever it might be. I think that it can work in spurts. And I think that you know, that's somewhat of a credit to Jacques Vaughn to be able to unlocking those guys. But I think it's also due to the players executing and and being selfless in, in not going, all right, I don't need the basket here. And open lanes just lead to a lot better for more for, from Ben Simmons too. So... Yeah, Clax was great tonight in in the 28 minutes that he did play, but he, he could have been better. Like, this could have been a great game from him. It was very, very, very good, though. Uh, Markeith Morris, 1-4 from the field, um, and that one field goal was a three. Uh, had a rebound, did have a steal. 30 minutes for him. He was fine, but, you know, he's slow, and I think he needs to be used in the right lineups. Don't put him out there with freaking Ben Simmons and Nick Claxton. Just a, a boneheaded move from, from Jacques Fawn. Now, who else? Patty Mills, not really a heap to say, guys. Hit a three ball, uh, had a couple of dimes. The one dime I alluded to was quite nice, but he's just, he's too small. You know, he's too small, even for the likes of Tyrese Halliburton and, and TJ McConnell. The Nets need a, a bigger guard, and they have one in Edmund Sumner that should have been playing minutes, 
and I don't understand why he keeps getting relegated out of the rotation because I think he can give you something. And against his former team too, there would have been a bit of you know, a bit of payback sort of factor that he might have shown. Uh, but Joe Harris, guys, Joe Harris, Joe Harris, Joe Harris. I um, I, I don't know what else there is to say. But the look, it was just uh, Joe. I don't know whether Joe needs to get rested. I don't know whether Joe. I don't know what. I don't know what the solution is, other than Joe needs to hit his shots. Joe. It's sort of like frustrations we had around Ben Simmons. And Ben Simmons finds his footing. Ben Simmons finds his confidence within his body. Finds the aggression. You know, if Joe's not going to at least take five, six th- threes, and if he's going to miss him, miss him. Cool, that's fine, mate. But he's not doing. He's just. He's. He's a. He's a liability. That's that's what he is right now, and if Seth Curry is obviously a liability, and and Curry Irving can be a liability defensively, so when you're playing smaller guys in the positions of shooting guard, which Joe Harris naturally is, it just causes you to size down. Joe's defense has been bad. He's given away fouls, gave away three fouls in his twelve minutes. He's just lost the defensive sort of grittiness that he had at the start of the season, and he's now just doing nothing. So, oh, I want Joe to get back, but, man, we need him. Like, he's just a... He's... It, it seems harsh to say that he's useless out there, but if he's not scoring at all, which he didn't, over three from the field, all those three-point attempts, did have an assist, did have a rebound, and three fouls, Joe has just been awful. Like, truly awful. And the stat I wanted to also throw at you guys, uh, this is... Kevin Ram was the only guy to make a field goal in the fourth quarter. Like, it's... It's pretty ridiculous. Now, I think some of that is... Some of that is just the, the lack of offensive flow. Some of that is just a lot of different things. But I, I just think that you know you can cry all you want that Yuta Watanabe isn't out there. But yeah, the defense has just left a, a, a lot to be desired. And, and Kyrie, look, this game was just really, really frustrating. Really, really frustrating. And that's all I can describe from it, guys. Uh, I'm... I don't have much else left into me to, to keep going with it. You know, there was a lot of free throws. There's all of the different things that I said. The Nets could have won this one. They could have gotten closer to 500. But unfortunately, they're not. Unfortunately, they are not. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. Five stars on all streaming platforms if you can, guys. Hope all is well. And Nets World, on to the next one.